1: Buff Nation. Let's go. Let's go, baby. DMBR bus Buffs, primetime, presented by Illegal Pizza, Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. And he's back. Matt McChesney back on the show. Welcome Hello, back, friends. brother. Let's How's go. everyone
2: today?
3: Fantastic,
1: bro. We, we are, are great.
2: Happy Thursday. Always a good day when I'm down here. Always great to have you. I love coming down here, man. This place is the shit.
3: We got a lot to talk about. Yeah. That
2: we do. That we do.
1: Uh, apparently this game is being played in Wyoming.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> Everyone pack up, yeah. we're headed to Yellowstone. Can, can you believe how dumb... Uh, look... I yes, I can. Yes. <laughs> Alyssa,
3: can you bring up... I, mean, uh, I know that it's that's a part. private school,
2: but damn. Yep. We're well, not in Wyoming. It's it wasn't, a completely different state.
3: It wasn't that long ago, right, where they got exposed for allowing people to pay, pay their way into school? That was, like, a couple of years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: like, what's their justification for this? Are uh, they just, like, trying to play it off as it's ha-ha, funny-funny? Yeah, yeah. Well, this, you're not playing Wyoming, though. You're playing Colorado. Like, they're not nope. intentionally trying to. Offend, as I said there. But they are.
3: As I said, if <laughs> Caleb's going to Wyoming, they better move that line. 21 and a <laughs> half is way too many.
2: <laughs> Wyoming's pretty good, shit. They might give him a run. Yep. That
3: tweet. Blew up yes. way more than I ever would have expected. That has like almost 9,000
2: likes on it. Well, I mean, look, first of all, if you don't put a saddle on that buffalo, there's no way Caleb Williams could ride the buffalo without a saddle. True. Let's be real. You could never ride a buffalo. No. No, you can't ride a buffalo, especially nope. without a fucking saddle. That ain't happening. <laughs> all right? And, 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 I love how of all the things Matt's like, you couldn't fucking ride you that without man. a saddle. No I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've seen a real-life cowboy ride a fucking buffalo in a saddle i seen it, and Caleb Williams, you you ain't no cowboy, dog. You're, this guy, you think he's going to paint his nails? Fuck, see you? Oh, uh, I that's hope so. That's so cute, bro. I hope so. It's That shit is so cute. <laughs> um, it's like the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life.
1: He's going to paint something on there, that's like, for sure. It's like baby doll cute. I have
2: to say, this has been the
1: most
3: um, normal interactions between fan bases. Like They posted yep. that. I dunked on it. Everyone had a good time with it. There wasn't like... Insane like anger behind any like (laughs) USC fan responding to me like everyone had a good laugh It's been a nice week, Um, but it did remind me of something Alyssa if you can pull up that video uh, Another gem we got from USC a few years back. (laughs) Uh, I hadn't thought about this in forever um, But we do have uh, a short clip uh, To share here because USC, you know, they've had moments like this before um, Where we had questions
2: University of Sexual baller. Oh, hey,
3: that's USB. <laughs> one more time.
2: One more University time. University of sexual baller.
3: Oh, hey, that's USB. That's courtesy of uh, oh former God. USC running back Mark Tyler. TMZ caught up with him at the club, and he said USC stands for U.S.
2: University of Sexual Ballers. Yeah, well. Well done. Uh, I mean, look, man, they've, they've had some good players in their past. They ha- oh, they certainly have. They certainly have. Look, but it's hard to have vindictive conversations with people online when you've never beaten the school. Totally. So, let's just be real. I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit. I am. I lost to <laughs> them twice in college too. I mean, it's not fun. Oh. I really like to beat these people once before we die. <clears throat> Fuck. Let you me... had to play Carson Palmer, huh? Yeah, man. My freshman year <laughs> we played them in the Coliseum and we, that's I don't remember the, that one. That's when Marquise Houston went off. He went off. <laughs> okay. He went off, dog. I'll give him. I'll give him his flowers that night. He went off. We lost 17-14. We missed three field goals. It was. It sucked. I, after the after the game, Victor Rogers walked in, and literally ripped the entire side of a locker off, oh. and threw it at Mark Mariscal, our kicker. Oh wow! And said, "Punter, if you well, he was the kicker and at that the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. and he, he was like, you know." Do your do your fucking job essentially in a very nice victor rogers type tone uh uh-huh. and uh yeah that was the scariest thing i've ever seen in my life so i <laughs> yeah. was like wow this is this shit just got real uh and then my uh red shirt junior year in oh two carson palmer and like paul malu and sultan mccullough i broke my leg in camp and i watched them put 40 on us in Folsom. i think it was worse <laughs> was that 43 okay it felt worse that was a annihilation i'll say this
3: back then we weren't used to losing like that no that that (laughs) felt way (laughs) worse
2: days where you're like holy shit, that was bad and then that's that team went on they had like like win the north and like that was a really good football team we had first rounders on that team but
3: that was like carson palmer maybe like one of the mike
1: williams they were
2: so loaded
1: clay matthews yeah i mean
2: my, my boy donald strickland is a 12-year nfl vet one of the best corners i ever played with i love Strick to death but he even he will tell you when sultan mccullough got that pitched on the left side and he took an angle at him and sultan just turned the fucking corner and went and donald was like holy shit and he was just chasing yeah. donald runs 4-4 yeah and it was just it was one of those days where you just go you tip the cap and you go okay you guys were better th- than us that day i think if we played that game again that year We would be better prepared (laughs) but this isn't a division game so they walked in and whipped our ass god it was bad and
3: there haven't been any bright spots against usc ever i mean there's been if we're just
2: 17 14 and and 2016 was heartbreaking in the coliseum they should have won that game and then the what'd you say the mel tucker year that's a heartbreaker because they were up 10
3: they had a chance yeah you're right there there have been a couple times where they've been close been able to keep them close and uh, honestly if we're talking about it like caleb williams is probably the best pro prospect they've had at quarterback since carson palmer oh um, sure? they've had you know matt liner come through and they've had matt barkley come through and probably one or two more that i'm not thinking
2: of john david booty yeah <laughs> yeah
3: um like they haven't uh they haven't had a guy like this and and he's really special but i'll say this um I turned on the tape of the ASU game last night and I hesitate to uh, trust my eyes after I thought they had a chance to, uh, you know, hang with Oregon after watching the Texas Tech film, but they certainly aren't invincible. Uh, And I watched a clip of undisputed yesterday where (laughs) our friends uh, where Skip was talking to Keyshawn. Keyshawn of course went to USC and he said like Keyshawn hasn't been talking talking shit about USC because he's not confident in them yet. And I think that's what happens when you watch this team. Like USC is very reliant on Caleb Williams, um, making special plays for them. And he is absolutely capable of it. Um, And it's going to be frustrating for buffs fans because he has, uh, he has it all. Like when you watch him, you know, I hadn't really watched him much since last year. He just has the Houdini escape out of sacks, scramble around, keep his eyes downfield. He throws a touchdown to Brendan Rice in that game where it's just like yep. he looked dead to rights, did like a 360 in the pocket, bailed out, found him wide open. Like He is that special. Um, but he'll also, he gets in a little bit of a hero ball mode yes, and will give you a couple opportunities. He gave ASU two opportunities that could have completely changed the game. I mean, one hit an ASU dude right in the numbers would have been a pick six. If he caught it, it went mm-hmm. right through his arms and, and dropped. Um, but that's one thing is you will, I think you'll get a couple opportunities to turn the ball over. And then the other thing is ASU smacked them around in the running game. Uh, and to me, the headline of this show was who's the breakout player that needs to ha- or who's the player that needs to break out on Saturday for the buffs to beat USC. It's Alton McCaskill. Um, yep. Scadaboo For ASU, who is, I mean, you know. He's a hell of a player. Yeah, like all of the um, cliches you want to use about a white running back. Sneaky athletic, you know, all that stuff. Try hard, runs hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he he, he hits them all. (laughs) He hits all of the uh, cliches. (laughs) And he's awesome to watch. But they pretty much just put the entire game on his shoulders. We're like, hey, we need you to stay in this. They've got him punting. They've got him doing fake punts. They've got him running um, like third and six. Uh, Charlie, right there, baby. Third and six, Wildcat. Like they yep. were just like Scatoo all day. Yep. So it's kind of what we said about Oregon last week. As I said, hey, the the one thing that they crushed them with was QB runs. Mm-hmm. We knew they weren't going to be able to do that with Shador. weren't going to. They could if they wanted to, but they didn't want to for understandable reasons. Um, you got to run the rock. You got to get like a power run game going, and you got to give it a chance more than they have so far, because that is clearly the weakest spot of USC's defense. You gotta try.
2: Well, look, if if they don't figure out a way to run the ball in this game, and I'm talking carries, not just success, you're gonna give the ball to USC quick too. And that was one of the problems last week in Oregon. We can't control the time of possession. And our defense isn't, look, Shiloh's a hell of a player. I think, you know, when Travis Hunter's on the field, obviously he's a generational talent. But other than that, guys, Jordan I Jordan mean, Dominic's
3: had moments. Jordan for Dominic's
2: sure. a good player. He's out there busting his ass. You can isolate a guy that doesn't have anybody else helping him. We I saw I saw a Nebraska game where they looked like predators. And then I saw the CSU game where they looked like they were chasing. And then I saw the Oregon game where they looked like they were outmatched. Totally outmatched. And not just outmatched, but they were taking it. And when you play three technique in the trench and you're taking it, that's that's not a fun place to be, so that's a mindset thing though like i'm I'm waiting for someone being a guy who played three technique in college and the NFL and then moved to the offensive line in the NFL and had to you know earn my pension on the other side of the ball. This is all about attitude bro, and we i i, I my challenge to the offense and especially the defensive line is. Look, offensive line, there's five of us. We can create one fist and we can work together. And they need to figure that shit out and they need to put a big tight end on the field we'll, and a we'll fullback and an H back.
3: Uh the line in the second segment. We'll yeah, and
2: like they, they need to get physical in that regard. But on the defensive line, like at the three technique, what do you think they're gonna do? Not double team you the whole fucking game? You don't think you're gonna have to set the point of attack and be a relatively bad motherfucker right there to win? Like, I, I am used to a three technique in, in Boulder, like Mustafa, like George Hippolyte, like Tyler Brayton, like Bannon. Like, there's guys, you know, Jesse Warren played way back in the day. You know, and you look all the way back through time with Joel Steed and, you know, Walker and just dudes out the yin-yang. And even when we're not very good, we've always had a guy in there that can hold their own. And I'm not saying the kids up there, look, I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm saying, what I saw Saturday was the guard-tackle combo blocks were toying with three techniques. They were moving them four yards. That is a mindset thing. Yeah, Put your hand it- in the fucking dirt and attack the point, man, and let's get nasty in here. And let's figure out if we've got anybody that's going to fist fight here. This isn't not conference play anymore. Like that was a wake up call, and it was a humbling wake up call. What size did you play at in college? I was, I mean, the same height, so six four, three ten. So, I mean, you'd be the biggest player on that line,
1: <laughs> legitimately. Yeah, and uh, I mean,
2: I was the biggest guy on our defensive line my senior year, but my in 01 I played five technique, three technique at two eighty five. So yeah. I, I just played, mean it, it, it's a mindset thing, bro. I don't. If you're two eighty, then you better play with your fucking Hair on fire, <laughs> through your hips with violent ass hands. These are fucking weapons, not hands. Like I don't care if you're two eighty. That's not an excuse. I, I know. I'm just saying.
3: From the beginning of the season, when we said, "Hey, what are the potential weaknesses of this team?" You know, everyone wanted to b- talk about the size, and I said, "The size. This team is not small, but there is one place where they need more size, and it's on the interior of the defensive line. And that's it that was a clear thing. Like, Oregon has NFL." offensive linemen, yep, yep. and they went up against an undersized defensive line, and they had their way. USC also has that, um, and you're going to have to you know, force them to try and make some plays with Caleb Williams. The other thing about Caleb Williams, I want to say, he was gassed that whole game. Oh, no, he was cooked. Every time they were, they cut to him on the sidelines, he's like sucking air and now he's
1: got to play at altitude and now
3: he's got to play at altitude and and i noticed when he was tired like around the end of drives is where they you know where i was mentioning he kind of got a little crazy with the ball yeah maybe a chance there i mean i'm i'm digging for things here that that might be an opportunity but i know what you're saying you 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 want that defensive line
2: to just be more mean well i just need somebody look if we're going to be undersized and that's the excuse we want to use and that's fine there's reasons and excuses and both are valid. I'm not talking shit, it is what it is. Like, the fact that like you almost have to say you're not talking shit these days about the Buffs is cool, but it's also like there's a lot of sensitivity out there. Like, look, I'm gonna say this as a guy who loves them. We got absolutely humbled last week, and we needed it, and I'm glad it happened, and now we can move forward and see actually who's gonna respond and fight. We're not going undefeated, but we need to go four and four in conference to go seven and four and get to a fucking bowl game and have this mean something the way it's supposed to. So in that regard, you I think, you know, we can beat Arizona, I think we can beat Arizona State, I think we can beat Stanford, obviously. But they think they can beat us too, because last week what we put on tape, that's what you are, what you put on film. And Coach Coach Prime knows that shit. So like this just because they were the golden children of college football for a month doesn't mean you can't take your licks and do it again. Like yep. the response from the team is what I'm looking for. If they come out and you see the same exact team that's, like, scared of the bully they're about to fight, we got a problem. That's an issue. That's twice. But if they come out and they respond and Shador matches Caleb Williams, and that's really the thing here is, regardless of offensive line play, defensive line play, skill player play, if Travis Hunter plays or if he doesn't, because I think he will play, regardless if Coach Prime says he won't, and Travis wants to get on the field, I think he'll play. And if he doesn't, then then I'm wrong. Um, But I think the the only thing that matters in this game is, can Shador Sanders at home match Caleb Williams' greatness on the field? And he's going to have to overcome offensive linemen that are worse athletes than the defensive line that's coming after him. He's going to have to overcome if Coach Lewis doesn't want to acclimate the offense to be more run heavy out of a formation standpoint not criticizing just saying it's hard to run the ball out of spread it's hard but if you line up in 22 personnel and you commit to running vertically at people maybe that fits our personnel better up front again not in the meeting room but coach OB is pretty smart and that system they've shown the ability to change in the system in the past to exploit the defensive like inefficiencies on the field you've seen that in the three wins you saw it against CSU. They made adjustments, and it really benefited them in the second half. Now, can they learn from their mistakes last week, or are they losing? Because so, that's a huge part of this. Are you lear- learning or losing? And last week was a learning experience because I don't think we have a room full of losers. In fact, I know we don't.
3: So you mentioned Shador needing to go toe-to-toe with Caleb, yeah. and I think you're right. <clears throat> but you will not; he won't be able to if you can't run the ball in this game. Um, because what what USC does well, the one thing their defense does really well is get after the passer. And so if they have no threat of run, then they will get after Shador. And we'll see what happened last week, which is they can't, you know, they can't protect against guys who are incredibly talented who know what's coming. So how do we fix it?
1: Well, so Coach talked about this on Tuesday. Obviously, they have to run the ball. He mentioned they have to run the ball. It's something they want to do. But he said also they want to get the short and intermediate passing game going too. Like. They just don't have a quick game that they can fall back on to really... They they go to these screens, and that's kind of their quick game at this point. They're not letting Shador be Shador. Like, process quickly, make some quick reads, get the ball out for five yards, and just let's keep it moving. It's. I
2: will say this. As an offensive lineman, it's pretty tough when you're averaging two yards a carry to put fear in anybody. And the safeties can just sit there, and they can control the box with seven guys. So... Look, it's a challenge to the offensive line. Let's just be real. Like, hey, big six foot five, three hundred pound guys, are you gonna fucking bully ball anybody up front, or are we gonna just take it and rely on all the skill players? Because look, we're sexy as hell, bro. We are so sexy, <laughs> but we lack we lack con- the the attitude up front to match it from a substance standpoint and you've
3: heard that from the coaches, right? Uh, It's the way that OB talked about um, Jack Bailey, Mm -hmm. he was like, Hey, he brings a toughness and he brings a dog mentality that we don't have yet. Uh, He was honest about that. And coach prime, you know, he talks about it with Shiloh. He's like, he's a dog. He brings that And and it's not that those are the only two guys, but I understand what you're saying. And I think last week, I just don't think they were expecting that to happen. Um, and once it started happening to them, it was too late.
2: Yeah, but and, it's it's well, been let a month long problem. It, has, it wasn't just at Oregon, they can't run the ball at all.
3: But what I'm saying, no, I'm just saying in terms of the game, the way the game played out, they got to a position where they were on their heels Faster than you That's could snap your too. fingers, That's and true. I just don't think they were they were mentally prepared to be in that spot because they you know they had been leaning on Shador and he he had got them out of some pro, uh, you know out of some tight situations and they had always made the play that they needed to make. I mean, look if you go back and watch the CSU game, that is just a series of the whole Gotta end of the third the and fourth quarter is just like yeah. people making big plays in moments when yep. you absolutely needed them. And so I just think that they were in a position where they were like, okay, we're gonna get into a dogfight here and our guys are gonna get us out of it. And all of a sudden, they were on the mat um, before they knew what was coming.
2: And what I'm saying is, and what
3: I'm saying is <laughs> this week, it's, it's going to bring a totally different type of mindset out of them. Or, yeah. or it should, like you mentioned. It well, should, they I, should come out I this week and say, so. we're not going to let anything like that ever happen to us well, again. Well,
2: look, it's a learning experience. You got hit in the mouth. And when you taste blood, do you, lean into it or do you lean back and i'm a lean into it type that's just me like when i taste blood i like i dig that shit, and i'm all about <laughs> it and i'm trying like i'll smile at you all fucking day like you knock my teeth out and i'm still coming so i think that this team needed that last week and we're gonna find out this week who is going to take the fight to sc because this is a team we've never beaten before where they're in Folsom, every recruit in the fucking world is there. The lights are still shining in Boulder, even though they were dimmed last week. You still you can't stop the shine. I mean, it's everybody gonna shine in the brighter is there. The Stars Prime are going to be out.
3: Coach Prime today said he, uh, it's three times whatever you've heard so far, and then he said, uh, "I think the half the NBA. the NBA is going to be at the I game." I mean, level LeBron level.
2: and Snoop and Little Wayne and God fucking knows who else and. The, the list of recruits is through the roof. If so. anyone can
3: get me in touch with DJ Khaled about playing golf tomorrow,
2: <laughs> please, please help uh, me. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about the weekend. I'm, I, look, I'm excited about all the celebrities and shit. That's cool. But I'm more excited to watch the football team respond. And all the all the shine is nice. And we appreciate it. Trust me, Buff, Buff Nation. We love it. But that we've got to get back to the basics up front of what this university is built on and i i think coach prime and and everybody experienced that last week of we us over here you know you grew up watching teams that prided themselves on the trench like that's that's what this place was built on when i played there and we have a long legacy of guys that are – I mean, Mustafa Johnson's up in Canada right now. He's going to be the defense player of the year. He's, he's going to be an NFL player next year. No way. And I didn't he's know He's killing that. it. So, like, Good for him. there's tons of guys around that have done it in the trench here. And this is the next generation. Like, they, we can win with these kids. They've done a great job up to this point. You tell me a month ago that we're going to be 3-1 and one going into SC. I'll take that shit every day. Yep. So, they got punched in the mouth. Now, the response – I don't care if you got punched. I don't care if you lost. It happens. Oregon's fucking good. Dan Lanning is no punk. Everyone knows that now. He's kind of a punk. Well, you not like him all you want. He's my <laughs> guy. He's, I have more respect for him now than, than ever because he did what he did. I mean, if I was an Oregon fan, that's exactly how I'd want him to go after it. So I can't really be mad at the man. So if anything, he opened our, our eyes in Buffalo country to what we need to fix. Yep in order to get on that level because we want to go beat Oregon the next time we play them 42 to fucking 6. So in order to do (laughs) that, we have to match that. We can't run from it. We can't look at that and go, we don't want that. We look at that and go, that's what we want to be. We want Shador behind a big physical offensive line that takes no shit and pummels motherfuckers. We want defensive linemen that are going to pass rush and destroy the other quarterback. That's what we're looking for. And that's what Coach Prime is bringing into Boulder, and that's what he's going to cultivate moving forward. And I totally agree with him. When he says, you better get me now, have fun getting me now, like this is as bad as we're ever going to be. Oh, yeah. When they lock down the big guys, and look, the the big guys that are up there right now are good players. They got to pick that shit up, though, and they know it. They know it. When they lock down big guys, the five-star kids that they've got recruited and the transfer portal guys that we don't even know about that they're already in contact with and the guys they're going to bring in to match their skill players,
3: yeah, it's you better on. hold
2: on to your ass out there because <laughs> we're going to be fucking rogue rating before you know it.
1: Yep. Okay. I mean, I'll, it's just yeah. what it is. I want to get back to the ASU game real quick, and then we'll talk about recruiting. But first, a word from our friends. Can you guess, Matt? That's Shady Rays? That's Shady Fantastic. Rays. Fantastic. This is my favorite. Take on the sun with gear to built to talk to, to last. these people. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. <laughs> well, you can head on over to the Park Metals Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com and shop their entire collection. Well,
2: gee, I think I will.
1: <laughs> They've got hundreds <laughs> of combinations of frames and lenses. Um, again, the Park Metals Mall or go online to Shady Rays. Use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. And also shout out to MSU Denver. Turn your goals into greatness at MSU Denver. Courses are available online, in person, or both. Uh, We have a few alumni here at DMVR. And uh, if you're thinking about going back and getting your degree, check out MSU Denver. You can create your career and turn your dreams into reality at MSU Denver. 90-plus majors, 10 graduate programs. With courses online, in person, or both, learn more at MSUDenver.edu. So just going back to... um, the player that needs to have a great game, I guess, against USC and what Alton can do. I mean, Coach has been very conservative with injuries. He's been looking out for these players for the long term. But Alton got in at the very end of that game. He looked pretty fine to me. Looks ready to go, yeah. Do we think he starts?
3: Depends. Uh, I would love to see that. I would love to see, see you just throw something at USC that they're not ready for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned like coming out in 22 or whatever they may do. Um, they could come out in the Rick Ross package, you know, right. for the first play of the game and just say, hey, we're going
2: to go get, Just put your best players on the field and see what happens.
3: Well, let's just go hit them and just see what happens. You mm-hmm. know, like you, you can't run that the whole game because you can't have Shane Cox and Bishop Thomas uh, playing both ways the whole game. Yep. But go out there and just hit them with something early that just makes them think a little.
2: And look, bro, that, that's one thing. I remember back to TCU when they lined up and absolutely shit stomped. TCU at the point of attack on the goal line. Yeah, yeah. So that's there already. Yep, it's on tape, and it yep. was it was a thing of beauty. Savion's double team was incredible, and the the defensive lineman on the Mike linebacker just eviscerated that kid. Yep. That shit. I mean, it, it, that's what football is. So you had
1: Shane Cooks kicking out an end too. That's what you play. want.
2: Why can't they know. line up and do that? That shortens the game too, and it keeps the ball out of fucking Pretty Finger's hands.
1: Well, you don't even need to do that. I mean, you've got offensive linemen. <laughs> you've got guys like Kareem Harden. Like, throw him in as a sixth offensive lineman. Yeah. Just get bigger.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can do this, because I think one of the things is they don't necessarily trust their tight ends right as blocking weapons. So just yes. bring in more offensive linemen. You've got them. Um, there's, like I said, there's options here, uh, and I think they're going to use them this week. I think... What I learned from ASU is ASU and Kenny Dillingham had no ego Mm -hmm. uh, in the way that they went into that game. And what I mean by that is they felt like we're going to have to empty the playbook. We're going to have to empty the, you know, the reserves to win this football game. And so what ASU did is they went for four fourth downs. Uh, They were three for three until the very last one of the game, which was essentially garbage time. So they converted three big third fourth downs, including a fake punt. Uh, They attempted an onside kick in the game. They didn't actually end up getting it, but it didn't end up hurting them that much. Um, They ran multiple trick plays Mm -hmm. and essentially just said like, Hey, let's play USC. Like we're going to do anything and everything we can to to beat them. And I, I tip my cap to them. because. All, all a lot of the things that they were trying worked. So like they set up a fake punt by having the, the running back punt the ball the first time yep. next time he goes out there he throws the ball mm-hmm. um so they had a bunch of stuff they actually had a great pop pass set up out of wildcat that worked perfectly and he just overthrew him by like a
2: half but like they really emptied the chamber and i think that's what, what they need to do this week wildcat brother that's something that colorado must do yeah, They've got to figure this out, and because they have so many, I mean, Cavassie smoke on top of McCaskill on top of Edwards on top of the receivers they have. I mean, he, I, I understand that you take the ball out of Shador's hands, but remember how well it worked? we've worked with Lavisca. I played on a Miami Dolphin team with Ronnie Brown, and Ricky Williams, and Patrick Cobbs and Pennington that invented that shit. Yep. I mean, that was the year that we won the division down with the with Miami the Pats, in two thousand eight, yep. and it was. It's a matchup nightmare until we played the Ravens. (laughs) It worked on everybody but Baltimore. Ray Lewis 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 and Terrell Suggs. Now Ray and Ed were like, "Yeah, nice motion. Fuck you." Um, (laughs) But the it's it is a matchup problem for defenses, and with the amount of skill players they have, you can really you can knife five yards in Wildcat pretty consistently in college football if you do it correctly and your mesh points good with the ball and everything else. Your offensive linemen like after watching the Dolphins and Broncos this weekend, like I just want to live in Mike McDaniel's brain because <laughs> of all the different misdirection shit he did. But it's beautiful. That's that's essentially what Coach Lewis is trying to do. He's trying to hit you with misdirection and attack the entire field. So in order to do that, sometimes you just got to get big. And I agree with both of you. We've got to figure out how to do the Wildcat. We've got to get much bigger up front and just start running vertically. Even if it is smoke motion with the Wildcat action, the vertical presence of the running game has to improve. Mm-hmm. We we got to stop running laterally to go vertically. We need to line up and try and move. Yep. And, ace and you, block, deuce block, tray block. Move motherfuckers and run vertically.
3: And I don't know. Like obviously, this is something that you have to practice, and like you have to have a guy you trust. But like to me, it would almost make sense to have it be Alton. Yes. Uh, getting the direct snap and then use Dylan. Yes as that motion man yep. coming across Dylan can fly. because that's going to absolutely I mean if you're on the if you're playing outside linebacker you have to pause a moment to make sure that Dylan doesn't get that edge
2: and get around you because right. that would be a touchdown if he does and and, so, and, and big bet with 36 what's his name Savion, Savion. Savion. he's you can put him right next to, to McCaslin as well so you know if yeah. you can work line chador up in and he can move back outside you can set up trick plays off of that with quarterback throwbacks and shit off yep. of that action so There's a lot of different stuff they could do with it. I'd like to think that they will do it. But I guarantee you they're not going to come out and just run the same thing. Like the plan they have for Oregon, I don't think it will look anything like the plan they have for SC. I don't think so either. If anything, they've cut down this week on everything they're putting out. Like they've been a little secretive. So I would would think that they come out on Saturday hyper-focused and you see something different offensively and also something different defensively because – that, like, sit around and wait for Oregon to do it and go tackle him shit last week, that didn't work. So we better heat up Caleb Williams. Like, I'd rather die firing my gun than watch them kill us. So let's just blitz this son of a bitch all day. He's going to score points anyway. We might as well just go hit him as many times as humanly possible. I mean, wouldn't you rather see that happen to him than that happen to us? Because the way that they're going to tell the SC defenders right now are sitting in a fucking room at Southern California, not in class, going... Hey, I tell you how we beat CU this week. We go hit Shador in the face five hundred times, and the game's over.
3: Yeah, you can't let you can't let that
2: happen. So yeah. I mean, we got to do it to them then. Like the, the the defensive players of Colorado, take it upon yourself this week to go make Caleb Williams' life a living fucking hell. And if you don't, then he's going to chop your ass up. Yep. All right, what do you got? First? Is, that um, too, is that too harsh?
1: Defensively, I mean, there's a, I mean, there's opportunities on this defense. We talked about it yesterday. I mean, they have talent, but. This scheme just hasn't worked going back to when uh, Grinch and Riley were at Oklahoma. They allowed a ton of yards, a ton of points. It was the same situation last year. CU's the worst team in the pack in allowing rushing yards per game. Next worst team is USC. Yeah. So this is a great get right opportunity for, uh, run, opportunity run for the, the running ball, game. Baby.
3: And the interesting thing about this from CU's run defense perspective is they mm-hmm. don't want to run the ball as much as Oregon yeah. did. Um, <laughs> You know oregon wanted to would have was happy just running it as much as they could right uh, and they just kept gashing him, and obviously they wanted to get bo nix some stats for his heisman campaign and whatnot but
1: <laughs> put another billboard up
3: <laughs> that's that's what uh no clicks oregon hates
1: clicks no billboards only yeah.
3: usc wants to throw it you know that's who they are lincoln mm-hmm. riley is a pass first quarterback he has the best quarterback arguably the best quarterback they're going to throw that rock, and so you're, you're going to get a couple breaks when yes. it comes to the running game just because they want to
1: throw it. Yep. Lincoln's been so nice. He he did. He uh, so put some respect on Coach Prime's so nice. name because he's uh, he's secure. Well, and he's in a very similar situation in terms of using the portal to the most of his ability, too. He yeah. talked about that.
2: Yeah, he's not stupid. He came in and did the same exact exactly. thing at SC. Yep. He brought his own quarterback. Might as well have been his kid. That's why he I mean, yep. come on, dog. This is... This is not the first time this has happened all right that's how i know it works
1: let's uh get on to recruiting it's another massive recruiting weekend but shout out to volo let's check in on rk and the pickleball team how undefeated
3: are doing? baby still <laughs> undefeated <laughs> yeah. love it um pickleball. <laughs> we we're really finding our stride gotta tell you love to see it uh i had some aggressive smashes the other day yes yeah, it was, you Are know. Are you an
2: overhand guy or an underhand guy? Uh, both. Do you make that like did noise? backhand,
1: forehand? Hey, did you see <laughs> Coach <laughs> Prime learning noise. from the tennis players yesterday? On, yes. Uh, that was great. <laughs> on Reach the People? Yeah. That's great. Uh, but shout out to Volo. Uh, sign up now, become a free agent. They've got tons of leagues, tons of sports going on. Um, they've got leagues all throughout the entire city. Uh, sign up now before it's too late. Get your Volo pass and start playing in leagues as a free agent today. Make sure to use the code DMVR10 and you'll get $10 off at www.volosports.com Denver. And also shout out to Fubo, the best place to watch football this football season, just best place to watch sports, honestly, on Fubo TV. You can record everything, go back and watch it all. Uh, they got the Pac-12 network. They've got all the conference networks. Uh, they got NFL Red Zone. It's amazing. I love Fubo. Watch all your favorite college football and the NFL Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash to sign up for 15% off. Your first month of Fubo Pro. All right, we got like 10 minutes, Matt. Tell us about what's going down in terms of recruiting this weekend.
2: Well, look, they, they've got big-time recruits from all over the country coming in. From the five-star receivers. I, is under under what's coming back this week, isn't he? So I don't the, think so. Don't the five-star
1: mean, receivers aren't coming. They're res, they both rescheduled. They both rescheduled. Yeah. There's okay, a different so. five-star
2: receiver that's coming, though. A third?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, they're, they're
2: bringing in. I know they're bringing in a ton of offensive linemen, a ton of defensive yep. linemen from around the country. But from an in-state perspective they look they're bringing in just on my docket with the guys that i work with which is the best offensive lineman in the state we'll talk about the the other ones first but lincoln fob jr at fountain fort carson is a three-star that they're going to be bringing in and he was there last week and ob got eyes on him again it's just like he's a grown-ass man i call him a tank person he's lincoln's 16 years old he's 6'6 325 my god his ponytail hangs down to his ass and (laughs) he he seems like the kind of guy that i would love to play with and he, he wears 16 he's just a bad motherfucker and he needs to be in boulder and i'm pushing on this hard he i personally think he's the best offensive lineman in the state of colorado and I, I know that's going to piss Gage off, but so, you're 1B. Um, <laughs> uh, but Jordan Ochoa, the Castleview defensive yep. end, he decommitted. decommitted from Wyoming the other night. And, you know, like, we were on the phone, he's like, I think I'm going to decommit. And I said, yeah, that's his business, homie, let's make this happen. <laughs> I, I thought he committed too early, uh, but he's he's back in Boulder, and Coach Williams loves him, and he's big, and... He's lean and he can really stack weight on, and he can absolutely rush the passer. And you know, he's a he's a kid that's been in my program for three years, and I watched him go from a like a, a little kid to a grown ass man. And he's a uh, he's a hell of a football player. So I think that they have a chance to lock his ass down. And you know, you've got Brett Cooljay coming in from IMG, the outstanding player at Valor from years from two years yep. ago. You know, the freshman who had twelve offers when he left to IMG, and now he's sitting around twenty. Um, He's an outstanding player. He's been with me since he was 14 years old. He's one of the guys that's now in the distance program, but he's coming back this week. They're starting to recruit his ass really hard. He's got two more years left in high school, so they're trying to lay foundation with that kid. Cale Weatherby and, like, Nate Chastain, Dinkin Schmidt are two big linemen that are, you know, young guys that they're trying to lay foundations with. My son Nicholas, Davis Moon are both going again this weekend, so it was very productive at CSU they're inviting him back for the SC weekend they're both in eighth grade and I mean let's be real they're both pretty fucking good and I'm proud of both of them but the real gem here is Gage and Gage has been committed to Tennessee forever and uh you know we've I've been on his ass about this since the minute he committed I said congratulations Um, I'm going to make sure that everybody continues to recruit you. And Colorado stayed on him, and they've stayed active. And Gage Genther is one hell of a football player. That son bitch can get it. I mean, he is as nasty as you want to be. He'll block you until his helmet comes off. I got film. Um, The the refs (laughs) are constantly telling him to calm down, which I fucking love. Um, I tell him constantly, you get one a game. And if you get two, then that's you. And he 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 toes the line of nastiness. And I when you've got him on on deck and he's in town this week and he's going to the game, he's going to the game so he can listen to the pitch. And the, the pitch is very simple. Do you want to play in the NFL? That's that's why guys come here now and i think there's blood in the water if you're an offensive and defensive lineman like yeah. looking at what they need
3: that's what i was gonna if say. you're a
2: young guy and you can early enroll and all my guys if i can set you up to leave in january rather than leaving july so you don't sit around second semester senior year and thinking you're the big dick and you don't you can go to prom and just party and, shit and hang out no nah, man let's go in january and early enroll and go to winter conditioning and, and acclimate yourself to the team and go to spring ball and figure all this shit out. Use that as your red shirt. Just like we had 12 guys do it over the last two years. Talent Chandler, the fantastic player from Missouri that's yep. in my program and has been committed to see you forever. He's early enrolling in January. If Gage, Gage is early enrolling at Tennessee right now. He leaves in January. So he, if he were to flip and go to Boulder, that that would be the ideal situation there too. I'm sure he would. And though, I mean, just those two, knowing them and the way they play, the way they work, their nasty dispositions, their finishers, um, there's no reason why young guys can't come in here and help immediately. And when competition is open and they're going to play the best player regardless of age, that is what you want as a player. That's why you early enroll. You know, it, there's no such thing anymore of like, let's just sit around and develop. If you're not actively developing while you're playing, if you're not actively developing, you're behind, period. This is the information age, bro. Ignorance is a fucking choice. So I I really think that just those guys alone, on top of the number of players coming from around the country that are ranked by these recruiting services through the roof that we don't even know about. I mean, they've got diamonds in the rough all over the country that they're, Look, let's be real. There's no tampering. There's no rules. So they, there's a staff everywhere, all over the country, and every college football staff right now that make phone calls and say, we, this kid is on this roster and we really like him. Do you think he would go in the transfer portal? Yeah. And they may not do it with the coaches, but it's behind closed doors, like coaches texting each other, I've got a guy that doesn't play for me, but he could play for you. I feel... 50 phone calls a week, text messages and phone calls from coaches like, I need this. Do you know anybody around the country that has this kind of player? Yep. So the transfer portal and recruiting now has opened up the doors for guys to walk in and have the opportunity to compete immediately for reps. And that as a player is all you need to ask for. Because if you ask for anything else, it's given to you and it's not earned and that's fucking cheap. So all you want is the opportunity to earn it and in Boulder right now with a Heisman a Heisman candidate at quarterback definitely next year. We'll see how the rest of this year goes. I mean, I I, I why wouldn't you want to come here and play?
1: 100%. Uh Nick Marsh is also coming. He's an MSU commit or Michigan State commit. Um Ryan Wingo and Cameron Coleman are the five. Did something
2: happen at Michigan State that would force him to come here or something? (laughs)
1: Possibly. Keep going, Jake. (laughs) Uh, The five-star receivers, again, Ryan Wingo and Cam Coleman are rescheduling (laughs) for the winter. You already mentioned Gage Ginther. We're low on time. Uh, Taz Williams, (laughs) four-star wide receiver, is also coming. He's from Texas. My Trez Walker, we've talked about him quite a bit over the last few weeks. He was committed to Michigan for a while. Uh, Got a lot of um, publicity on his offer from CU. He's coming this weekend modern day uh five-star wide receiver marcus harris is also coming as well that's the other five yeah he's a five-star on espn uh 247 sports consensus four star uh travis smith jr he is also a wide receiver from atlanta georgia he's in the 2025 class he's coming uh modern day is 2026 uh caden dixon wyatt He is also a wide receiver he's coming down and then you already mentioned brett colajay um there's tons of names it's going to be crazy
3: that doesn't mention LeBron, DJ Khaled, <laughs> potentially Tom Brady, <laughs> Will Ferrell, right,
1: right. <laughs> uh, Maybe
3: Kawhi's back. Yeah. Kawhi was like the, the funniest one. It the most random. Randomly one. <laughs> there, like not that much fanfare around yeah. it. He just like showed up. Was like, oh, what's up? It
2: like, uh, Just stood in the corner. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was. I just walked right by him.
1: I don't even think he like rolled up with a crew. <laughs>
3: All just
1: right, I super saw
2: weird. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha ha
1: ha. I saw Connor asking in the comments if we're talking Pac-12. Come watch the DMVR Draft Show. We're on right after this. We do it once a week. Um, We'll be talking all things college football. Shout out to our friends at Game Time. Uh, Tickets are obviously sold out. They're very hard to come by. Go check out Game Time. It's going to be the place to pick up tickets for this season at Folsom Field. Use that promo code DMVR when you sign up and you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And also, shout out to Backus and Shanker. If you get hurt, they are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case, no fees while they work on your case, and no fees unless they win your case. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They've got offices all over the city. And they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, even if you're hurt at work. If you need to sue, smash the 222 222 two, 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 to find <laughs> out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. All right. All right um all right questions 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 what do we got Alyssa? First? also
3: hit that thumbs up jeez yeah guys. hit the we thumbs up slacking and subscribe
1: to the podcast on apple Podcasts or spotify we'd also yeah, pick, appreciate your five-star review <laughs> uh says who you with the super chat appreciate you says thoughts on grabbing a few guys from michigan state during the temporary 30-day portal so these guys that enter the portal now well there's a lot of stuff with this first off they won't be able to commit, or choose a new school until after the season. Yeah, why,
2: but, why, why would you leave right now?
1: B- why you would leave right now is because Michigan State's only played four games. So if you enter the portal, you, you enter your as your a redshirt, shirt and you, have, you keep that year of eligibility. So, you
2: better have a plan, kids. I mean, I've got a kid. I mean, at, you got two days. Well, I've, well, look, Braden Miller from Eagle Crest High School that got recruited hard by CU and went to Michigan State last year is there. And I, I just look. I understand the situation is bad. The more people leave, the more opportunity there is to play there this year. It's probably a bad situation, but... All I'm saying is the transfer portal looks nice. Just have a plan, that's all. I just wonder if there's... a chance here that
3: so many Michigan State players hit the portal that, like... it messes with their ability to field the team.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't see that happening. I think a lot of guys will stay and play and and get filmed that way because look going into the transfer portal without any tape is a big time risk yep
3: and yeah and it's tough as a football player because you gotta stay in school
2: Yep, that's what now like all of a sudden you can't
3: practice Yep,
2: um, well you're just gonna go home and hang out and shit. yeah yeah a it's, lot of these guys don't have support like six zero allows the 22 guys that win the transfer portal last year and all use the the medium which is me all 22 got placed and like 19 of them got NIL deals. It's about having a plan. You can't have an agent, but that means you can't have a consigliere. And that's what I am, Doug, like that's what it is. I'm a, I'm the medium, I'm the middleman. The coaches call me and I can validate a kid's toughness and maturity level and is he a fuck boy and is he gonna go to class and like, this is how coaches talk, everyone. I'm sorry that yeah, in yeah. Karen's world, they don't understand. <laughs> but they, when they call me and go, look, my mortgage is on the line here. If I recruit the wrong kid, does he go to class? Is he a dope smoker? Does he drink every day? Does he chase too much ass? Is he, is he on point? Does he respect the game or is he a fuckboy? boy? Does he just want to post on social media and get likes or does he actually like this shit? Is he a need football player? Or is he a like football player all right and when you have that ability to differentiate the two they always come back
1: gotta, gotta next get one get these questions wrong. No, man, rolling. Um, <laughs> kelly's asking about shiloh not playing i haven't watched the coach's show today yet
3: it sounded like uh, i thought i saw louise or someone in the comments say that coach said shiloh is still peeing blood hmm. um and not he has great to, not good <clears throat> he has to stop that for 36 hours before the game if you want oh, to play. wow
1: all right so we're about we're getting there. Hey,
2: 12 hours away from that. I'm going to say, uh, Shiloh and Travis, sometimes uh, your health we'll might just be a little that- bit more important than the football game. Yeah. Just oh, okay, yes. okay. I thought you were going okay. no, 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 to say no. something uh, smart. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Time out. Time out. Shiloh's pissing blood and Travis Hunter has a lacerated kidney? Liver. Liver. Okay. That's different than tape my fucking ankle and... Yeah stick this needle in my ass cheek and let's go to fucking wartime. <laughs> That's totally different. Dog. Is, my ankle it? clicks. It's fine. I, my, what am I going to go like sew up my kidney? No, you can't no, do man, that. No, man. If you're pissing blood, maybe we should take the day off.
1: Alright, next one. <laughs> um, Angela's asking, do we blitz Caleb? Do we send a DB into blitz Caleb? Caleb can escape and hurt us. Damn right it's, he can.
2: It's damned if you do, damned if you
3: don't. I
1: mean, yeah. Would I, would a, I... Huh?
2: Just odd DB, a DBA, single DB blitzes.
1: You said bring the house.
2: Uh,
3: here's
1: what I I'll say. say
2: bring RDB.
1: <laughs> here's what I'll say.
3: You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> but if way. you drop back <laughs> into zones and just let him carve you, it's you just going to be that. super unfun. Yeah, yeah the game uh-huh. will suck. Yeah. So, like, even uh, in the first drive of the game, ASU gets USC into third and twenty, and they drop into like a soft cover four, and Zachariah Branch literally ducks underneath the safety and is wide open in the slot like nope. immediately.
2: Easy conversion. Yeah. You, got, you cannot let that happen. Well, look, it's going to happen. And if we play aggressive, they're going to hit plays on us. Yeah, they will. But we're also going to get some. So, look, shoot your shot. Yep. Don't sit there and watch. Don't watch. Fuck watching. Just go. Let's be super aggressive and let's die shooting our gun rather than just sitting there like holding it in the corner, like shaking. Like, oh, my God, they're going to beat us. Yep. If we, we play scared, they will fuck us up.
1: Next question. Next question. Uh, super chat. Cushing's with the super chat. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh man, thoughts on Henry Blackburn visiting Travis Hunter? It, good for them.
3: Uh, that I mean,
2: v- visiting. Well, like, uh, they
3: like they got met up together. Met up. I think. Just I think he's in Travis's video or something. I too. just th- I honestly think this is Travis being Travis. Like, yeah, Travis is he awesome. Doesn't want beef. He doesn't want, uh, you know, Henry Blackburn getting death threats. All that stuff. It's. Travis, I mean, I said it the other day. Like he took the high road immediately on yep. his show, and it's him taking the super high road of being like, "Look, like I'm meeting up with him. I'm shaking his hand. We're good." Um, and a lot of people feel like Matt do, still feel like Matt does. I'm cool. Hey,
1: it, let's I'm move on. Next yep. one. Everything's great. Uh, Seeing canvas. G Pupdate says, "What's your thoughts on the D line play calling or lack thereof?" d line play calling
2: um talking stunts okay timeout. there's no d-line play calling that's but not a thing you can run games well, and we stunts can, yeah and but i mean slants yeah but it, it, look the defensive line here this is what needs to happen we play over under front so that they're, they're penetrating defensive linemen which means i'm not trying to read a gap like a 4i or 2i or a zero and try and keep people ladder on the line of scrimmage so linebackers can make plays a three technique is supposed to attack the b gap and make life a living fucking hell for the offense so, either line up and get some fury behind your hips and go play defensive line or get your ass kicked. That's, that's how you coach defensive linemen. Do you want to play the B-gap or not? Are you going to play the point of attack and separate the goddamn point man from the drive man on the double team or not? Do you know the double team is coming? Are you going to chase the ball? Are you going to play hard or are you going to take it? Next question.
1: Uh, um super chat from my guy Samad. How can we make the school more attractive to O line slash D linemen? How can <laughs> us as fans help?
2: This is the sexiest fucking place in the country. Next question.
1: <laughs> there you go. Hey, if he's gonna answer it fast, that works for me. Shout uh, out, Samad. <laughs> uh, Robert says uh <laughs> this place is so RBs sexy. RBs have right been now. kind of productive. It's the attempts and sacks that skew stat the sacks are killing the Russian stats for sure. He's at minus 91 rushing yards on the it's season. It's the dumbest thing ever it's that ridiculous. It's rushing
2: sacks count for rushing stats. Really quick fucking passer, it's not dumb. If I just you don't wanna, want your rushing numbers to suck. Why does the NFL do, the not do it then? Because the NFL smug. No,
3: that has nothing to do with running the ball. It's a dumb stat. <laughs> uh, I also want to circle back just to the okay. question about how do you make it attractive for offensive line and defensive line. You, you tell them what Coach Prime is telling them, which is I am you away yep. from competing You're at the, the highest piece. level. You You're are the, the guy, and, and that'll work. It's going to work. It is working.
1: Uh, MLC's on the Arizona Wildcats.
3: Also, I'll talk. He said, you know, what can we do to help? Um, I'll talk a little bit about this more tomorrow, but yes, nil. Yep,
2: that is facts. That's you want to know time. how you can help. It's called change, son.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about more about that tomorrow on for the pregame sure, show. It's sure. going to be a good one. Uh, Warren says, "Are Buffs going all gold this Saturday?" Uh, I don't know. That's no, a whiteout. It is, it a, is white a whiteout. Out, but so I've never look, seen them wear white at okay, oh.
2: Look, if they the last time there was a whiteout and they called for all the fans to wear white. Everybody wore white, and they came out in black and gold against Minnesota and got beat 30 to nothing, and it was super embarrassing. Why you got to bring up old stuff? <laughs> because, bro, like you got to talk about the past so you don't repeat it. This is the way it works. If you can't call for a whiteout and then not wear white, I don't care if they've never wore white at home. Dion's never been the coach. Coach Prime can do whatever he wants. If I'm, the alum look, if the alumni base gets upset because we're no, wearing no, white, no, no, at no, don't care about that. You can take your upset and stick it where the sun don't shine. No <laughs> one gives a shit. Come complain to me about it. Find me a full no sun on Saturday complain. And be like, oh, we're wearing white. Boo, fucking who? No one just will get behind more. it, baby. Let's go.
1: I'm wearing black and gold. I'm
3: thinking gold helmets with with the
2: uniforms. Uh, with the uniforms from TCU. <laughs> All right. Oh, that would be super sexy. I'd, I'd dig that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That, mm-hmm. In fact, I think that's the most feasible way to do it. Listen to him more.
1: <laughs> um, David wants to know, any news on Wazoo and Oregon State joining the Big 12? I haven't no. been keeping up, man.
2: Now, now I will say this. I've got two guys offered by Washington State and one committed, Jackson Cowgirl, the outstanding defensive infirmary. He's committed yeah. to Washington State. Mm-hmm. Did you, you say Cowgirl? Choa, Cowgirl? Cowgirl. Jackson and Mason. Mason, Moose, Cowgirl is the the uh, tight end, he's a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. They, I, I know that Coach Brewster has his eye on that kid. He's been to yep. a bunch of games. Yep. Jackson's hard commit to Washington State. He loves it. They love him. They they're also offer to Choa uh, and they're all over Jordan and trying to get him to go commit. So what are they and telling they are them? telling them that they're going to the Big 12. They are in active negotiation, trying to get to the Big 12. They are talking to the commissioner, trying to get Oregon State and Washington State to the Big 12. And then the Pac-12 goes bye-bye. So, and I want that to happen. Washington State and Oregon State should not be left out. They shouldn't have to go make $6 million in the Mountain West. And you know what? Go watch those two teams play and tell me that they're not Deserving of being in the Big, Top in the 25 big Twelve. Top twenty five teams. I don't Washington, know what Oregon State, State, is, Washington State just beat Oregon State. They are yeah. the only thing I
3: don't 12. like about it is it just makes the Big Twelve the Pac twelve. Who again. cares? Who I cares?
2: Do. I don't. The the people in Pullman and the people in Corvallis really give a shit and oh, yeah, been, they're good They've been power fans. five forever and they don't deserve to just get left out.
1: I know I just want them to go somewhere else. Uh, do Wills, Alyssa. <laughs> Where do you want them to go?
2: Percentage of Pullman? Do we <laughs> no. what percentage of Pullman? Because I don't want it to be
1: the Pac twelve all over again. Who gives a shit, dude? Me, I just said I do.
2: Herpes schools let them come too.
1: (laughs) Do we think USC is going to travel to this game? (laughs) What was that? Do we think USC is going to travel to this game? No, no, shout out. Will they don't even sell
3: at their own
2: stadium? (laughs) No, but every fake USC fan in Denver is going to be there.
1: Oh, and they'll show up on Twitter for sure. Yeah, deuces. Next one, next one, next one, last one. Uh, super chat from Meta. Uh, I want to see Alton get thirty snaps. I don't like the constant rotation. Let him work like he did at Houston. 6'1", 200 plus, better pass protect as well. Give me Alton and Dylan yep. steady, steady
2: dose. And,
3: Let's get and some two work some I, I, I yeah.
1: want
2: to see, I want to see smoke, man. Smoke too. He's a hell of a player. I don't know why he can't get on the field. I mean, field. he's been, he's been a dog on special teams. So he's just a dog. Period. We yeah. need, that dude needs to be on offense. All
1: right, it's two forty-five, Matt.
2: Thank you, Jake.
1: I appreciate you.
2: Hey, man, you see how? We just stayed within the framework of time and everything. <laughs> we made it work. This is so I only said the fuck word like seven times. Someone Eight, in, sorry, coach. I yeah, apologize. Someone's brother. grandpa complained Someone about it. the Someone in the chat see.
1: put the over, over, under at 47 and a half. 47 so. and a half? I'm <laughs> way
2: under.
1: Look, right. grandmas
2: love me. So just, it's okay. I'll come over and we'll get some pie and talk uh, about it.
1: We'll be back tomorrow. Pre game show with Unk. Um Hopefully, we'll have some awesome guests on. See you guys then. Let's go Buffs. Let's go, go Buffs. Buffs.